Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up, freaks, losers, and perverts out there? It is Sam, and I am coming at you live with an announcement that I am doing my solo show, Club Comic, in New York and even L.A. That's right. Coast to shining coast. It is in New York at Littlefield on Friday, April 28th, with my dear co-host George Severus opening... And then the one in L.A. is on May 10th at Dynasty Typewriter with Pat Regan and Rachel Pegram opening. The show is a comedy concert experience. Imagine if the Chromatica Ball were, in fact, stupid. It is comedy club tracks, videos. It's all very chic. Um, But anyway, I would love to see you there. Get tickets at the Dynasty Typewriter or at Littlefield. And the links are in my bio and like you know you're gonna figure it out like if you want tickets i believe that you will figure it out because you are so powerful um um everybody say love okay bye Podcast starts now. Wow. Hello, all, and welcome to Stradio Lab. I couldn't be more honored to be here today talking into a microphone. George, uh, what does that feel like to you? I never thought that I could be a person who talks into a microphone. And you know Mm. why? Growing up as a queer teen, I always felt like I didn't want to take up space. And I felt like my voice didn't deserve to be amplified especially technologically speaking, via a microphone. But as I've gotten older, I've realized I do need to take up space and I do need to amplify my voice and I actually need to record it every week and release it via a variety of applications such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Zencaster, I think is one. And <laughs> I think, and, if, and, and, and on top of that, I think I, I, I need to provide a forum where people can even rate the sound and quality of my voice and potentially give it, you know, one star and say, he's annoying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you I, think? You know, I'll never forget when I finally started um, talking into a microphone and 
my uncle yelled at me that Christmas and he mm. said, I can't be related to anyone with a podcast. And I said, you know, this is so close minded. Like so many people who are respected mm-hmm. can have a podcast now. And he was like, well, I don't He was like, them. name one. And, and I said, like, well, have you, uh, I was like, well, have you listened to serial? Right. Do you know that podcast? And he said, <laughs> I'm not going to say what with, he said on this podcast. Yeah. Let's no, just say he used a, he used a slur. Okay. And it, was one, and it was one that targeted multiple communities at once. And he was ref, he was referring to Sarah Koenig. And it I'll was an intersectional about, slur. An intersectional slur, but targeting a white podcasting woman. A white woman of podcast. <laughs> WPOC. Of podcast. And yeah. I, I'll say this, uh, that here is my question about Sarah Koenig. No mm-hmm. one has really decided, was that Okay. If I yeah, were to like tell ethically? you, was yeah, like was cereal right? No one actually has an answer to that. It's just sort of like, answer. well, she, well, you know, she was, she was the moment for that one summer, <laughs> but to what end and at what cost? I think you're like thinking about this all wrong. You know what okay. I mean? Like, yeah, the point you, is, I'm, like, ethical or not, she made a splash. And, she made an impact. Um, and if you're making an impact, you're changing the world, and if you're changing the world, you're doing something good. Um, and and that's just a fact. Um, and I think what she did so incredibly well was like to do serial and then like have it be the podcast that invented podcasting. But then it's like, I couldn't even think of her name right now. Like, how do you do that? She made it so that it was about the product and not about her ego. Yeah. See, first of all, she, if anything, she brought us male crimp. And that will live down in infamy. <laughs> and then the other thing I'll say is, um, it is interesting what you say about not knowing her name because to me, I've never forgotten her name, and I say her name every morning when I wake up, and I dedicate every episode of this podcast to her. Yeah, and that's true. But, look in the look in the description. Yeah, but to your point about how she uh, made an impact, I do think something we value on this podcast is living out loud and. To me, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, it's important to live out loud and it's important to live as loudly as possible. And mm-hmm. she was she was one of the first people to say, well, what if I do that literally by speaking quite literally into a microphone? I mean, I think what she did was like so much more ethical than what like Michael Barbaro does, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, he's spreading misinformation every single morning and nothing <laughs> he says has ever been true. <laughs> It's literally just like what he feels like talking about that morning. And he's like, yeah, like this is going on and I think it's good. And it's like, I don't think it's your place to say whether it's good or bad. And he's like, yeah, who died and made you a tastemaker? Oh, my God. Truly. And by the way, if you're going to be a tastemaker, I'm going to need some more pizzazz. Why isn't he in a sort of, uh, you know, heaven by Mark Jacobs campaign? I need a little I need him to be I need need him to make uh, there's something about it where I need I, I need him to either be more or less. Either be out of the spotlight completely and be a behind-the-scenes queen or be in the spotlight and have the courage to post a sort of cum-gutter pic on Instagram. I couldn't agree more. It's the fact that he's, like, straddling the line. It's it's offensive to because, like, he's not a news guy. He's not yeah. – uh, he, he's not – is Brian Williams still relevant? He's not Brian Williams. Well, by the way, I'll say – you know, I'll tell you this. He actually – He's famously cut his teeth as a reporter, as a local reporter in the Times. And I feel like one of the reasons people trust him is because he has that background. 
Well, yeah, I mean in the literal sense, but I more mean right. like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, to, sorry to take that literally. It's like, yeah, I know he's a reporter. I'm talking about how he's not a reporter. Does that make right, any right, sense? Right, right, Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was actually, I was, that was so classic Barbaro for me to take something you said literally. <laughs> that was like offensive. It was like, we're on no, this like I, fantasy you're, you're, train. You're so right. And it's actually so offensive that I just said that to you. For me to, for, for you to try to make a point about Michael Barbaro and for me to fact check it on the spot. <laughs> I mean, who the fuck giving, are you, uh, Brian Joe Williams? Joe Biden's misinformation task force. I'm sort of, <laughs> I'm that one, um... I'm that one uh, Biden person who keeps stealing people's suitcases. I mean, <laughs> as queer people and as podcast hosts, uh-huh, co-hosts uh-huh. we need to have each other's backs. And you're, what you no, did I, right then was no. you pulled the rug out from under me and said, that's not true. And it's like, I it say, doesn't matter. Like, I what say matters is record, that we support each other. Community. I want to say on the record that I am so deeply sorry and horrified by my own behavior. <laughs> and I am quite literally sitting, I'm sort of... Elliot Spitzer-esque making a speech while my disgraced wife is sitting is standing next to me to apologize and it, and it is Rose <laughs> to ap- to apologize for the fact that I, I I I I here's what I did I engaged in toxic fact checking culture mm-hmm. and that is when you weaponize the concept of fact checking which appeals to liberal sensibilities for evil. <laughs> You did that, and it's like, you know, you can do that to, I don't know, your lover. Sure. I don't right. care what toxic during games sex. you guys get into during sex. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, no, you can be but like- you're absolutely right. No, I, the, the fact that I did, it, it actually, you know what, it, it it's my old, um, we over the last three years doing this podcast, we've developed, obviously, like a, a rapport that we have with one another, and we are, we play heightened versions of one another on the podcast much like you know um much like a sort of nathan for you uh ecosystem one could say and uh and I what I, I did just sorry no yeah i don't oh, know you're I buy being that, just that completely comparison. yourself <laughs> okay yeah i'm not heightened i'm not sort of playing a character okay interesting that you fact checked me and that's okay you didn't i, I was trying to make a larger point and I was grasping for any kind of comparison or metaphor. And the first thing that came to mind was, Nathan, for you, you had the chance to yes and. And you said, no, I'm going to get back at him for You're right. for telling me that Michael Barbaro used to be a local reporter at the New York Times. And I'm going to tell him, no, not that. You're right. I completely participated in toxic fact checking. And it's because I wanted to get revenge on you. Because even though you were apologizing to me, I couldn't accept your apology until I had gotten full revenge. You weren't You weren't ready to accept my apology. No. But now, I think we both hurt each other, and that makes yeah. the relationship even stronger. Yeah, you know, people talk a lot about, like, you know, eye for an eye, you know, whatever, turn the <laughs> other cheek. Sometimes eye for an eye works. It really evens the score. Oh, my God. And, like, when people are like, oh, in, like, arguments, like, it's really helpful to use, like, I feel statements. It's like, how no. about I make judgments about the other person? Have you ever tried yeah. a you feel statement? I think that is actually the quicker way. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> You feel annoying to me. So, wait, hold on. I'm like, I'm being, this is, we're operating on like 15 different levels here. So we have defined and problematized toxic fact-checking culture, and we yeah. have come up with a new conflict resolution technique called you feel statements, which is rather than saying I feel, you can say you feel like something's off. You feel weird. 
do you know what would make this conversation even more um you know would give it an even more of a zest is bringing um, in two other people <laughs> that I'm, i know for a fact have a lot to say about all the topics that we've discussed i think that would be absolutely huge please welcome rose de and fran toronto from the podcast i'll say it like a virgin Thank you. Hi. <laughs> wow. um, so I feel um, mm. as George's wife <laughs> that he should yes, know how yes, to pronounce yes, my last honey. name on his podcast. <gasps> okay. You know what's crazy is literally. Okay. So what, how do you pronounce it? It's dom you like I'm going to dom you tonight because you didn't know how to pronounce my name. And, wow. and I'll say this. What if I did it on purpose because I wanted to be donned? Well, <laughs> I knew that that's what you were setting up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I have long lusted for you from afar. Right. Even <laughs> though we are married, just to be clear. <laughs> right. From, <laughs> from, long never, from the other, the other room. Well, from the other bed, we have sort of a Lucy and Ricky setup. <laughs> yes. Well, it was a green card marriage. You wanted to move from Los Angeles to New York. <laughs> and you needed a sponsor. Yeah. And I'm here. Yeah. Well, we wow. did it. But we still have not consummated. <laughs> and we, we honestly, might never do it. We might never do it. We'll see. Yeah. We, we may. And, and let me tell you, we were traveling over here. Lots of, lots of packages, lots of suitcases. And I, I was just thinking while you guys were talking, we as queer people, we get to choose who we steal suitcases from. And I think that's so important. You know, like, I, yeah. I feel like as a culture, that's something that we have claim to. I'm know. so glad uh, I brought that up. Because yeah, I am too. <laughs> that is one of the funnier things that has ever happened. Okay, but it is also like fully, there is a right wing propaganda element to it. I'm oh, like, 100%. 100%. Like, it's literally being written about by right wing media. And then sort of irony poisoned queers are like, it's funny though. <laughs> <laughs> But it is. <laughs> it's so complicated. It, like, is yeah. funny. it really is so complicated. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I am. It's actually at a very simple. Thing here. It's, it's actually <laughs> very simple. No, but it's, actually, but it's so funny because of that. What it yeah. is, honestly, is it's just the it's the right wing media being mm -hmm. like, there are they're groomers. Trans people love to steal suitcases or whatever. And on <laughs> on, on the left side. <laughs> We're all, all those just innocent like, suitcases. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And on the left side, we're just you know busy thinking up intersectional slurs. Absolutely. Which I, you know, I, I'm, con I'm now going to keep thinking. I was trying to think of some while you guys were talking, and the only one that came to mind, which you know, you can call me a faggot, you can call me a whatever, but like if I am in a professional or personal environment, and someone calls me an influencer, <laughs> that's, a, that's a slur. That is. Although it is yeah. what the I and LGBTQIA stands for. <laughs> As James Charles did decide. Exactly. Um. I do actually want, so something I'm realizing sort of more and more is like often things that I will consider obvious, the average person, and, and by the way, not things anyone should know, things that I know because I am doing self-harm via information to my brain every day. But See, I do day, it I mentioned. Knives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other day I mentioned the uh, uh, sort of iconic suitcase stealing Biden uh, influencer, if you will. <laughs> and and the person I was talking to had no idea what I was referencing. So I would actually love it if um, 
I'll, maybe our guests, Fran and Rose, could sort of uh, explain what we're even talking about. Okay, I, I don't I don't remember this bald queen's name, but she, you know, <laughs> was she, uh, someone who worked in the Biden cabinet, was mm-hmm. appointed right away in um, the kind of uh, uh, United Colors of Benetton-esque, like, yeah. kind of casting announcement of the Biden administration. <laughs> yes, yes. But by the way, they are an MIT engineer. Like, because at first I was like, I was like, okay, this person is being set up to fail. They were hired as, like, the LGBTQ czar. Oh, is that what they were doing? I thought they were doing mm-hmm. something completely. They were doing science. I, they were doing science. Yeah, they, they were. were like they were. They were science. supposed to solve climate change. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> and instead they are fucking stealing suitcases. Well, sustainable. They're, they're trying to be sustainable. <laughs> right, and you're, so lo and behold, I guess at, at one point in time, someone was like, they wore this kind of like a uh, something that was to me like giving like it was kind of a. I would say like a smock of some kind mm-hmm. that a caftan, yeah. if you will, that was not was, just didn't look like something they would wear. And someone was like, that's my caftan. It was <laughs> stolen from a suitcase months ago or something like that. And then someone dug in and found that this person is a serial suitcase stealer and that there's like <laughs> right. lots of documented <laughs> evidence. To, so then to, footage starts coming that. out. People start coming out saying like, oh, hello, like I'm an Arkansas based designer and I lost the suitcase a few months ago. These are the items in it. And then this is a thread of this person wearing each of those items at various different fully official White House events. (laughs) If I was stealing suitcases, I would like wear the things to like non-photographed events. I I feel like I would just wear them to like gay bars around the house. Well, it's kind of sick and twisted. It's almost like a murderer, like leaving a little card like she like almost wanted it to be to be found uh she liked sort oh, of rubbing it in whoever's suitcase's face it's definitely kink behavior because, <laughs> because because like she there is there is like a a pathology to it because how do you you steal a suitcase you don't know if there's going to be anything good in there so clearly this mm-hmm. is a person who's doing this very often so i mean just think of all the like pairs of khakis that they've thrown out before you get to the suitcase yeah. with the fabulous caftans, right. and um, on this very part, true. And then to wear right it now, yeah, and then to wear it to these like state official state events, you know, like there is one something that is happening in addition to theft is those garments are being ruined by the cum that is erupting out <laughs> from getting away with it. Yeah, this person is coming at a near constant basis. <laughs> It is, uh, yeah. I mean, if there's one thing Rose is going to do, it's pathologize kink and fetish culture. That's Let right. me es- tell you. Especially LGBTQ plus uh, kink. Obviously, I mean, the, the nuance. Obviously, like, anytime anyone in the public eye does something wrong, they're going to find also all the kinky shit that they do as well and, and yes. figure out why that's bad. It's pretty much the same thing as what happened to Army Hammer. Like, uh, it's pretty much a one-to-one, I feel. Yeah. You know? Oh, did and something happen clear, with Army Hammer? To be clear... <laughs> Well, All Rose, he us. was kink shamed. That's what yeah. happened. He yeah, was kink shamed. And he was a high level Biden official. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now he works for like a resort or whatever. Did you see yeah. that? So yeah, like, I do want to say a house or something. I, I, I felt sort of bad for not knowing this person's name. And a you know, in my panic, as we are all talking, I was like, I need to Google and I need to find that page six article. And so you better believe I Googled Biden non-binary suitcase. <laughs> and did you find it? Is there and a target landing and... page for their pride collection? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like, okay, their name is Sam Brinton. And they were fired 
af- in December after this came out. Um, and I also have a huge scoop, which is that they were a top nuclear waste official. That <laughs> is what I'm saying. Nuclear waste. This person was in charge of. Interesting yeah. that the Ohio train derailment happened after they were fired. And now there is a sort of mini Chernobyl happening in our very backyard. Potentially, yeah. if suitcase stealing was not as stigmatized, we wouldn't be in that situation. We right need now. them back in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> they should be they president. Should give them Let as many suitcases as they want. I don't care if they steal my suitcase as long as we have clean air and water. You well, know, this is why you never check baggage. I mean, honestly, these people were asking for it. That's I true. completely <laughs> That's agree. True. Um, and guess what? I've seen this person strut up and down airport, uh, you know, what are they called? The moving walkways. Yeah, as the if they were walkways, on the Fire yes. Island boardwalk <laughs> going to get Fire coffee. Boardwalk. I'm not sure this person has ever not been in either an airport or the White House. It seems like they spent a lot of time there. And I do want to say, you know, they do have a sort of strut that I would like. I, I think they would look better in my clothing. They would be able to sell this Uniqlo hoodie that I'm wearing much better than I can right now. You want to know wow. something really gaggy is I was mm. actually, I think, paid to moderate a panel with this with this diva years and Oh, my years God. Ago. Are you so a you nuclear know. waste expert? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, years and years ago before they were appointed to Biden, I was I was on a, pan, a panel with them. It was and a I don't panel for, and, oh, for away luggage. It was their pride <laughs> activation. Well, that was the, the launch. Uh, that was the launch of the non-binary Biden suitcase. Mm. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I... Uh, I don't remember anything. All I remember is just like shoes and lipstick. And and I yeah. okay, I'm I'm reticent to say what I'm about to say. But I feel like Please. as a non-binary, like I really do need to like look out for my other girls and say that if you as a non-binary are going to and this is something Rose has taught me. If you as a non-binary Let's hear what this is. <laughs> I'm scared actually. If you as a non-binary are going to go for the bold lip color. If you're Caucasian, you need to do some planning. You need to really work on the styling. You need to figure out how it goes along with what you do. You can't just like pop on the fluid, like purple glitter lip moment and just call it a day because mm-hmm. it just it just looks, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good on white skin. It doesn't look good in general. You have to know what you're doing if you're going to go for the bold lip. And I just, I want my girls to look good. Yeah, I'm always and, saying and I, this. I'm always saying <laughs> I want, I'm like, I want Rose, my girls to look good. Rose, you love, <laughs> am I right to say that you love policing the appearance of non-binary people? Yes. Oh, sorry, I answered for you, Rose. Um, well, this is you feel. So tell me how I feel. <laughs> right, this is you feel about policing. <laughs> a classic you feel people. statement. Uh, That's a classic you feel. No, I was going to say oh, wow. Brandon's whole podcast is you feel statements, and <laughs> so are our voice notes to each other. Mm. Um, do, can you imagine being the like? official that has to go to Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, and explain the situation. Yeah, because I was. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm not podcasting, I'm a White House aide and Rose, I was the one Rose, who had to like, break the news to him. Rose goes to to Joe Biden and goes, Diva, can I call you Diva? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got Michael Barbaro on the line and we've got an exclusive with Okay, <laughs> I had to Google Michael Barbaro when you were talking about him and I would like to see his cum gutters. Yeah, mm. he's kind of hot to be. Everyone honest. should Google uh, this photo of him on a yellow couch. He's wearing a yellow sweater on a yellow couch, and it's a sort of iconic photo. Piss that kink. My my sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Flagging much. <laughs> 
My sources tell me this photo was sort of a, an inside joke among former Times staffers. What Honestly, was the joke? Just that just, he looks like sort of silly. But I think he's maybe in on it. Wow, they have a great sense of humor over there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't you read the opinion section? (laughs) Woo! I love, I mean, Rose is staunchly anti-New York Times. I mean, we're, I mean, not that we aren't all, but like Rose like has never listened to um, The Daily, let alone a podcast episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I I don't really listen to podcasts. Yeah, they're terrible. That's not that's Truly, the lowest yeah, of the low. Smart. <laughs> really smart. Uh, um, but I, I, when you guys said Michael Barbaro's name, I was like, should we? Should our talk? Should I? Should our topic have been Michael Barbaro? Because he famously was a gay, and then that. and then literally fell in love with the producer of his podcast and converted. The woman and, producer, and Rose. A woman, sorry. A, <laughs> Rose Dom, you. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Isn't that good bad? for him. Honestly, <laughs> however you, like, okay, however you can escape, do it. Yeah. <laughs> there was no like official like press release, but that like there was like, like he, there was a comment from Michael Barbaro that was like, Michael has, has feels his orientation has shifted. And it's always been, it's always mentioned in a sort of quick parenthetical anytime something. Like if, yeah. if there's like a profile of him or something, there, the, it, it's never like an expose, like everyone sort of knows, but it's not, even though he's so high profile, people don't talk about it. It's also like, he's one of the few people, I feel like if any <laughs> formerly gay guy started dating a woman, it would sort of be like, oh, he's bi now. But with Michael Barbaro, it almost no. feels like it is, he is straight now. <laughs> yeah. No, bisexuality was never an option. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, if he wants to come out as bisexual, he's welcome to do it on our podcast. And we can maybe cross post on the daily feed. <laughs> he gets on. Yeah. We could collab on that post. Yeah, Today we could collab. Today is March 21st. This <laughs> is Stradio Lab. Um, Have you noticed his reactions recently? I, I, I will come out and say that after many years of boycott, or not boycotting, but not listening to the daily, Recently, I was like, I have to know what's going on with the banks. And I started listening again. Did <laughs> you find out? No. But <laughs> he, he like the grunts. He he's sort of famous for the response grunt. <gasps> like, you know, you're saying something. Else, huh! And I would say they are getting out of hand to the point where I'm like, are you beatboxing? Well, well it's, that's it's when, very... you, when you go straight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It's a very yeah, he's like breakdancing. It's you know classic like kind of active listening, but like the grunts, yeah, the the grunts are a little like Natasha Leone. You know how like Natasha kind of has like a yes. You know what I mean? She should host the daily. She should. <laughs> I don't see why we don't have just like actors play characters to host news shows. Like who cares? Yeah. I don't need to trust. Just read the script, babe. Just read the script. Totally. Well, they all have yeah. podcasts now, so they'll be doing that I'm, soon. I'm now yeah, imagining. They literally all right. think they all think they are journalists. I'm now yeah, picturing absolutely M-Rada. thinks that she is <laughs> well, Brian Williams. <laughs> yes. I mean, so does like Chelsea Handler. That was my well. one of my favorite takeaways from the first ten minutes. Was like, well, he isn't any Brian Williams, you know. I, I was like, got it. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, no, Natasha Leone, host, Natasha Leone hosting the Daily would be so good. Like, I'm just imagining her yeah. being like, like interviewing <laughs> yeah. like coal miners, you know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, what, what, are we, what are we looking at here? What are we looking at? So, uh, I, I'm doing a cigarette. I'm doing a holding yeah. a cigarette for the, the, I mean, podcasting, you, you know, you, can, you can't see me. That's yes. a thing. Well, actually, we're now doing video, so we'll make we'll make this into a little Instagram yeah. reel. <laughs> make sure you get my perfect Natasha Leone mm. impression in there. Of course. Um, we I started listening to the daily like 
when Trump was elected and was truly like, this is activism. I am <laughs> listening to a podcast every morning and I am learning and I'll never get bamboozled again. Yeah. And by the way, from the New York <laughs> Times, it's like, well, I am a full on communist. <laughs> It was so stupid. I, that era is like one of the funnier, um, like year long periods where it totally. was like, okay, guys, let's let's change our ways starting now. And it was like, oh, this is not how this works necessarily. Um, I uh, I hesitate to say this, but okay, I I used to listen to a comedy podcast that I will not name. And after the election happened, and it was always like. Uh, you know, just like lighthearted comedy. No one was looking to them for political views, like, which is fine. It is okay to produce a comedy podcast that is not political. I can't relate. Obviously, ours has changed the world for the better. But <laughs> Well, we um, can't stop doing activism, actually. We cannot. And we have tried, but uh, governments have <laughs> we've toppled. Been, we've been told by the network, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, please stop. <laughs> but the election happened, and the week after, this podcast brought on someone they referred to as an activist. It was never made clear what kind of activism, what this person's background was. It was just like, this is an activist. And the two hosts just were asking questions like, so what can we do? So what can we do? And it was like, wait a minute, is this the first time in your literal entire life you have like thought about your, because I understand, obviously we were all in shock. I was in shock. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone. But the idea that this is the first time in their entire life that they have thought, like, maybe we should check out activism. <laughs> that's one thing that... That really know. was that era. See, that still hasn't occurred to me, though. So I see where that's coming from. <laughs> Rose and I are very staunchly, like, let's, like, stay in our lane and talk about the things we want to talk about. Like, horrible things happen to trans people all day, every day, every week, whatever. And Rose and I are like, did you catch the last episode of The Last of Us? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we <laughs> want to... That's like, you know, it's And you just, guys are centrists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe leaning. I mean, I'm a little, a little more on the right, right. side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, mean, I didn't want to talk to... about how, you know, the, the Trump administration was weird for me, too. But it because it ended. <laughs> <laughs> because it ended. And because you got so much shit when he was in power because you were such a staunch supporter. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I do. In the trenches. Yes. Yes, she was. And and. Let me tell you something. You did a great job. Thank you. I have trench yeah. mouth because of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. We got to do our first segment, Sam. What do you think? I think we absolutely should. Um, So our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we ask you a series of rapid fire questions to gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture. It's basically this thing or this other thing. And you have to pick one. Um, George, do you want to keep us off? One rule. (laughs) Very. Well, and and the one rule is you can't ask any follow up questions. Correct. And we take that very seriously. Okay. Okay. What happens okay. if I do though? Is there like Gross. a follow-up question? Is That's there a drone hovering outside my window? I I would really encourage you to stop. Well, we we would stop but using then... that interrogatory tone <laughs> because it won't net end well for you, okay, sweetheart. Okay, well, you better not check a bag the next time you fly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, it's giving nuclear waste management. Uh, yeah, Rose, that's a beautiful, unique little hoodie. <laughs> that looks just like. <laughs> 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 me me posting a photo of like a very like widely available like a black unicorn hoodie and then a photo of like Oscar Isaac wearing it and being like um I've lost mine <laughs> this was stolen okay. from me all right I I made a, a slight effort in mind to make them a little sort of uh Fran and Rose centric oh we'll wow see how I did um okay like a virgin or like a g6 mm, like a virgin like a virgin, I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Singing in the rain or shouting in the void? Shouting in the void. <laughs> Singing in the rain, I immediately thought of Drew Barrymore, who is kind of like heterosexual culture in some mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would, I would maybe say singing in the rain. All the things she said by Tattoo or Tattoo by Jordan Sparks? Tattoo? <laughs> Tattoo by Jordan's maybe? I don't know. That that like brought me to like the slow dance at, you know, like your high school mm. um, kind of like, you know, function, like prom, maybe. Um, all the things she said. <laughs> mm. You're just being mm. contrary now. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Pretty little liars, big little lies, little fires everywhere, or tiny beautiful things. Tiny beautiful things because I've never heard of that. <laughs> that oh. one was just announced last week. But I'll tell you. But I have a story about that that I'll say after we're done with the segment. Okay. I, um, I'm ashamed to say I, I love tiny beautiful things, and I have bought more copies of that book than than most books because I would always buy it for friends. 
but she is like cis culture. Like Cheryl mm-hmm. Strayed is that kind of like brand of white womanhood. I, I see that. Okay. Marching in a parade or parading around like you own the place. <laughs> parading around. Parading around like you own oh the place. Oh my God, you guys. The disagreement is electric. It's, yeah. a, a, it's common for Wait, we're picking the thing that's more straight. That's you a follow-up question. Follow up right, right, right. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's no. I'm sorry. Parading around like you own the place. I'm from Florida. Okay. Mm, okay. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, Me either. Um, okay, being a Rue girl or being a businessman? <laughs> being a Rue girl, I think, is being, something Being that... a businessman. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right. A clean break, a dirty shame, or a sanitized description of queer life blatantly pandering to straight liberal sensibilities? The middle one. <laughs> Perfection. I don't even remember what the middle one was. It was Neither a dirty shame. A oh, dirty see, shame. It sounds. I think Fran just asked a follow-up question, and you answered it. No, no, no. Fran said, "I don't even remember what the middle one was." Period. No question mark. <laughs> and thank I you. I heard. I heard a little like. It was a little. Settled. Oh, so you're stigmatizing upspeak because Fran is uh, is sort of feminine. Is that yeah. is that the... yeah yeah okay interesting. Yep. I see. Huh. I see. Cool. Well, I'll just keep. I'll just. Uh, I'll, I'll keep that in mind as I keep my voice up here. Got it. <laughs> okay. Um, a soft taco or a hard out? Hard out. <laughs> hard out for sure. Yeah. Wow, you guys agreed. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Okay, so what we do after the segment is we rate your performance on a scale of zero to one thousand doves. George, Sam, what do you think? I I have to say I actually think that was one of the best performances we've seen recently. I fully agree. Yeah, it was really like, how do I put this? It's like when you are watching Dancing with the Stars and you're like, okay, this is sort of a joke, but then people like two people come out and they do a flawless tango. Yeah, I would say 999 doves because yeah. it really felt like it felt like um you were telling a story. There was like we understood who you were, we understood your dynamic, and um there was even a <laughs> the quiet reflection periods after exactly. each question exactly. I found to be very very intimate. <laughs> yeah, some people say rapid fire and we say dead air. <laughs> yeah, this is also just showing the our dynamic in that Fran and I have the exact opposite take about literally everything. Not but you literally everything, but like a <laughs> and lot. The a fact lot of that for at the, the most end, part. you agreed. Like, yes. the, I mean, you the way you told a story where it was like yeah. in the beginning, it was like uh oh, uh oh, disagreement, conflict, and then you turned that on its head and made it playful. Yeah, we're learning to compromise, like, right? We are. And then at the end, end on an agreement. Yeah, yeah. That's what I we also, call. In the ancient Greek theater, catharsis. <laughs> <laughs> I also just think, you know, people like to scoff at the concept of dead air on the radio, on the podcast. And I think, um, you know, it can be such a powerful sort of rejection of productivity culture to just take a moment and say, yeah, I don't really know what to say right now. 100%. I'm that's, not a robot. That's I'm what a human. producers are for. <laughs> yeah. Dead air really helps the girls that also listen at 1.5 the speed, which is which is me. Ooh, if, oh. if not two times the speed, depending. Okay, on should we be talking wow. sort of slower to appeal to those girls? No, it, this is a gay <laughs> podcast. There's nothing we can do really yeah. to to help 
the the 1.5 to 2 times listeners because it really is just like buzzing at that point mm-hmm. um, given how fast faggots talk i feel so bad for anyone listening to us at 2 Oh my God. It's it's not how you're supposed to hear us. It must hurt. It must like be grating genuinely. No, I kind of like it because that makes you sound more feminine. So, (laughs) bitch. Yeah. And and God knows we need help in that department. (laughs) She's feeling swapped. She's feeling cunt. She's feeling 1.5. Oh my God. Um, Um, Should we get into our topic? Introduce our topic? I think we should. So, Rose and Fran. Tell us about the journey to the topic today, the highs and the lows on the way to it, and then we can get into it. Yeah, Yeah, so let me set the scene. So about 15 minutes before we were supposed to log into this recording, we had finished up. This Microsoft Teams link, we have to say. (laughs) Um, We we had just finished up recording for our podcast and kind of went, oh, fuck, we have to do Stradio Lab in 15 minutes. Mm. Didn't they want us Mm. to prepare something? Um, and we looked at the email, um, and it turned out that we had needed to come, uh, prepared with a topic. And so, you know, we, we had like a sort of like Mensa-esque, um, summit with our producer to think about what could we possibly talk about here. Um, and after like seconds, possibly even a minute of discussion, um, we thought that, you know, it's really time to talk about something that like almost never gets talked about, especially mm. on podcasts. Um, <laughs> and that's men. We men. need to talk about men. Yeah. 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 You've heard of, we need to talk about Kevin, but we need to talk about men. <laughs> well, Kevin was a man. Kevin was a man. Kevin was a man. Well, wait, well, is it we need, <gasps> is, excuse me. Well, uh, oh, oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> Rose. Whoa. Did you oh, just whoa. say that? Oh. <laughs> Because, because it, for for the listeners, Kevin was famously played by a one Ezra Miller, a kind of Sam Britton Ezra Miller. figure. I like Ezra Miller. Ezra, Ezra Miller. Wow, I love uh, Ezra Miller being a Sam Britton esque figure. Figure in the culture. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was talking about the character, not the actor. Of course, that's right. Yeah. And, and, and thank you for clarifying. And actors, queer actors, can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. We can play any role. Any role. Yeah. Kind of. Except, <laughs> no except one is trying to like actually behind us. Like, except like know. high school football <laughs> yeah. star. I think. I'm sort of like, could a gay person play Michael Clayton? No. <laughs> no, sweetie. <laughs> could, a straight, could a gay person play Jason Bourne? No. I, maybe. <laughs> no. Maybe. Maybe, maybe mm. Ruby Rose. <laughs> 100%. Trying to think of, yeah, roles that gay people couldn't play. Roles that gay people couldn't play. I'm like, you know, I think. Hmm. Do you think a gay person could play Forrest Gump? Ooh, that's a yeah. very loaded question. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's a complicated one. And honestly, a gay person yes. did play Forrest. Gump. Yeah, no, I actually think Forrest Gump is very explicitly queer coded. Yeah, I, oh, I, I, I hate that's that why I wasn't term. allowed to watch it growing up. I know. I've gotten <laughs> so sick of seeing people talking about no, it's true. being queer coded. I'm just coded. sick of discourse in general. Very yeah. yes. yes. Okay, discourse so is a thing. Discourse is a thing. So, men, what um, reads as straight about men to you? Yeah, explain. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I I don't know. We what don't you're get it. About. We're men and we're gay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know, I, I don't, I think Rose thought of the topic. I, I thought, you know, the thing that popped into my head was, I don't know when this podcast is being released, but I was thinking about Diplo talking about a guy sucking his dick oh, and yes. how that was straight. And I was like, you, you're right. That is straight. When men suck your dick, that's heterosexual. And right. in that because moment, the first topic we should mention was sex with men. That's what you. Yes. Well, that's what I originally pitched. Uh, and right. So right. I'm coming from that as a pers- from the perspective of right. having sex with straight men is very is heterosexual, yeah. even if you are a man or whatever else whatever. you could be. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but having sex with any man across the board, a hundred percent. Straight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Men in general, as a straight thing, mm. I think one way that it kind of works for me is like, like when you're talking to like even a straight girl, you're like, well, yeah, but you're like a little gay. Like you're like a like <laughs> a straight girl's like because yeah. you're not a man. Like a straight guy <laughs> is straight. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like a straight this. girl, you're like, well, yeah, but come on, we're we're girls. We can yeah. we can be girls. Uh, girls, straight <laughs> girls are the gay of straight people <laughs> that is exactly what we were getting at yeah. and i'm so that glad straight Sam's women are the lgbtq plus community of the straight world yeah a hundred percent and they come in all sorts of flavors whereas straight men are all straight well because okay yeah. and i think there's a thing about being a gay man which oh mm-hmm. if i can remember that far back um <laughs> there's still like there are certain behaviors of gay men where you're like, that was pretty straight of me. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, yes. There are things that you do where you're like, if I hadn't sucked a dick last night, who would even know? <laughs> right. Yes. Well, right. In the like- same way that straight women are the gay of straight, <laughs> gay men are the straight of LGBTQ. Yeah. Literally. Literally. 100% right. A hundred percent. That is like so. They should teach this in schools. Yes, <laughs> and they will. This and is what drag they, they will. And when Sam Brenton is president, they will. Yeah, this is what drag queens are She's teaching got my in vote. schools right now. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah. why they're trying to ban drag story hours because they're teaching this exact episode of Straight Lab. <laughs> Gay guys really are the straight guys of LGBTQ culture. Like now, when people like, if if you like are in a like a kind of queer mixed company group setting whatever mm. like and you're like oh yeah you can say i'm gay because now that's like an umbrella term a lot of people like say i'm gay or whatever and you can be like any gender or whatever but if you if you say i am a gay man everyone's yeah. like oh. like it's kind of a like in this just, economy in this economy a <laughs> uh, he him yeah <laughs> they're also it's- like gay male like sex stuff being like like leather and denim and going into this direction it's like okay you're just now super super masculine like you actually <laughs> you're Clint it's, Eastwood it's you're the, Tom, the Tom of Finland of it all it's just like cosplaying as the straightest thing you possibly could be in order to turn on other dudes yeah <laughs> it's really crazy yeah. it's like how you know like every gay porn is still like they're like the fantasy is that they're straight and they just happen Wait. to want to fist each other. Uh, a, a question for the group: Do we do we like? Are we into like straight? Is is are, do straight guys in porn? Is that like a fetish? 
Does anybody is anybody that's a really important space? I don't believe you that this is a safe space, but yes, (laughs) this is this is an unsafe space. When when I entered it, it became dangerous. (laughs) Um, I I don't like seek out. I'll watch like fully straight porn, like guy girl Mm. stuff, and that is hot. Sam is straight. Um, Oh, I'm a straight. I'm Michael Barbaro. (laughs) Just to be clear, Sam is straight. But I don't um, need my gay porn to have the the theater of we're pretending we're straight guys. And I, I it kind of takes yeah. me out of it. I actually. agree. Um, I agree it takes me out of it. I don't seek it out. I don't sort of fetishize gay for pay. But here's the thing. Sometimes it'll come up and I'll be like, uh-oh, I am <laughs> obsessed with this. <laughs> like, It's like it, there is a reason. There's something to it. Like there is a reason it's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I sometimes, you you know, when you're in the kind of porn algorithm or you're scrolling on your porn, you're like porn alt Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden there's a video of some guy named like, you know, Jesse or Derek. And he's like, I've never had sex with a guy before. And he's wearing like Andrew Christian underwear, like <laughs> out of his like low rise whitewashed yeah. denim jeans. Um, that I think, you know, sometimes that happens. And that's that does that's, happen. Sometimes that's OK. Yeah. I, it is shocking when it is an actual straight man, because sometimes you're like, "Oh, you are not enjoying this." Is it ever oh. an actual from, straight man? There is a very, from what I know, some insider baseball. <laughs> it is a, a pretty small percentage of performers in gay porn are straight men, but they exist. There are a lot of straight OnlyFans creators that oh, cater specifically to gay men. Like that is a thing. And I also, as someone who frequents, you know, a kind of camboy scenario there are also a lot of straight performers i can you can clock because you're like you know you see like a like three quarters of like an empty gatorade bottle or whatever yeah. like axe body spray 100 in the background you know although let me tell you something some of these of- gay guys also the interior decor is not necessarily giving, it's not giving. Uh, john waters <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's not necessarily a sort of cover of El Decor, town and country vibe. You actually could say that, like, there has never been a gay porn video that had, like, good, tasteful interiors. Like, I, this is actually, this is, um, uh, how to, okay, I have a, I have a, a porn, uh, porn creator friend who, uh, I subletted a room, my room to in LA, who was, like, uh, oh, I'm gonna like film here. Is that okay? And I was like, totally. But I was like, I was like, as my long bedroom as she gets is. <laughs> yeah, as long as I get a cut. No, 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 no. I love supporting OnlyFans creators, and they, you know, gave me a free subscription. They sent me, you know, some cute stuff as like a, a thank you. And they also paid for the room to sublet. Oh. And and they're a friend of mine. Like trusted them. Whatever. Okay, so you're a but landlord. I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Wa- I didn't want to say it, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> No, I was, I was like, you know what, I, whatever. And, and so they were staying at my place, but I said to them, I was like, you can film there, but just like FYI, my room is highly stylized. Like mm-hmm. Rose knows if you see, it's like, like, you know, color coded. It's like the shows. set like, of yeah. Moulin Rouge. It's 29 rooms. It's 29 rooms. It's 29 rooms. And there was like a whole wall of books that are all color coded. It's like, yeah, yeah, there's if, like someone, a, if someone sees Fran's room in the background of a gay porn, you know, like I don't know that they're coming. I would be. It would be <laughs> jarring. That's what I'm saying. It's like I think that would be jarring to yeah. a consumer. I was like, with 
the boy smells candle and like my vintage dresser. Like, right. You um, need a more neutral. Cause they're going to be like, yeah, oh, like, is that, is that marble fruit or wood for you? <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, you know, it's Coco Chanel. You have to take one thing off the wall before you shoot your porn in the room. That's it. it. Exactly. Well, <laughs> they, I, I did get uh, some of the, I saw some of the videos after and I did, I did find it distracting, but like they did definitely like find angles where they could like the least amount of like my interiors were in the shot. But like, I was like, yeah, they, you could still see the boy smells candle. I definitely um, which, have responded to a dick pic saying like, you need to clean your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> boys. Yeah. Okay. Boy smells gay. Not straight. Are boy, uh, so boy, boys are gay, men are straight? Are we making so, that kind of okay. a dichotomy? Okay, this, this is feels dangerous. This is, this is literally one of the smartest things I've ever heard, and you need to primary <laughs> Joe Biden tomorrow. <laughs> no, so, boy is gay. Boy, boy is, is gay. gay. Also, like... <laughs> I'm, like, boys very are worried gay. about the direction we're going into. It's feeling a little groomy to me. We're, no, 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 no. We're talking a queer colloquial boy. Not not boy attached to, like, a specific uh-huh. under 18. This is over 18 boys. Like, referring to, like, a 35-year-old man as boy, boy is, like... Which happens. Happens. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope it happens. I'm begging for yeah, it. Yeah, I have <laughs> only a few more years. Um... I think that, I mean, well, it's tough because also gay guys do refer to them as men and try to sexualize that. Uh, you know what's crazy? It, remember earlier when I said, like, Sam and I are men, we're gay. The idea of referring to myself as a man is so jarring. When was the last yeah. time Same. you were like, oh, I- <laughs> <laughs> I, babe, meet like, you at Callan Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming out. I'm like making a huge realization about myself. We're actually recording this from the Aperture Healthcare line. Uh, standing outside. Um, have you seen that yeah. BetterHelp There's a ad, long, long wait. Um, or I, I don't know if it's BetterHelp, but it's some ad for like online therapy. And it's this woman and she's like walking in her apartment and she just pauses and goes, I think I'm gay. And then it's like, <laughs> I, then she's I like going to go seek out therapy. Yeah. Um, that's how it happens. That's um, how it happens. It's a slippery slope. Roast your... I'm so sorry. So, no, 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 please, no, go please, for please, it. please. I'm a bad interrupter. Do, do you, Rose, do you remember? Okay, Rose and I used to work at Out Magazine. We had this like really crazy dinner that we did at the top of the standard that Rose showed up for for two hours because she had a terrible fever. I had like a 102 degree fever, but I looked but amazing. But you came. You did. Well, I had to like film Spawn Con there or something. So if, it, uh, right. Okay. If I don't, do, do you remember? Can you help me remember this? Lil' Kim was the guest of honor at this, like, kind of seated dinner moment. And, and she gave, like, a mini speech. And at, a, at one point in her speech, she said very, like, she kind of had this aside. I don't even remember what the co- context was. But she goes, and you know, I'm gay. And everyone was like, yes, way much am I fucking gay? And, <laughs> and then everyone, like, there was this kind of, like, kind of after moment where everyone was like, but you're not like, but you're not. Right. But she was yeah. saying it yeah. like she was saying she was I'm saying gay. it in a and, sort of I'm every woman. Sense. Yes, right. she was saying it's like I'm. Yeah. It was kind of I felt like she was kind of saying like you know I'm cool like I'm yeah yeah that can be a common misconception. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was saying I'm I'm uh wait what yeah yeah that I, she's but like was, I'm gay a, everyone's like no sorry she means cool don't listen to her she <laughs> means she's cool. It's better than when wearing... gay used to mean, you know, stupid annoying. or bad totally. or annoying. Although it does still mean all those things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. She now more I'm... than ever. Yeah. Gay um, as in I'm wearing a skirt as a top. 
Um, <laughs> wait, was that Hillary Duff moment? I did I misquote yes. it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, what yeah, is yeah. it? No, she she it's, it's sort of like uh, so, you know she's like it's not okay to use the term gay like in a derogatory sense. How would you like it if I went around and said that is so girl who's wearing a skirt as a top? Oh, okay. So I did, I at least got a little bit of it. That was thank you, thank you. Mm. I'm Contest. so glad you're off book for that, George. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> oh my god. She was god. ahead of her time. I agree. She started. Uh, the she was both ahead. Of, she was both ahead of, behind, and very much of her time. Yes. Yeah, she's ever. <laughs> she woman. started out as ahead of her time, and guess woman. what? She's caught up to herself, and yeah. she's stopped. <laughs> and she loved. She has men. parked. She loved, she loved men. men. She loved not men. boys. Oh, yeah, men. 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 Yeah. Okay, men. Okay. Yes. Men. Say more. <laughs> <laughs> men. I'm trying to think of like how else men are straight. <laughs> right. Just so, as in any context. Well, first of all, okay, you we're talking about men. The existence the existence of men implies the existence of women. The men Woo! is very like already you are in a binary uh world. You're mm-hmm. like men, you keep waiting to hear and women. <laughs> Ladies oh, and even, gentlemen. Even saying even yes, exactly. Even yes. saying the word men, it's almost like I'm taking a hammer to a nail and I'm like, and now that is my sign for welcome to the patriarchy, and I'm gonna put it up. Mm. So I also think it, men's okay. You can't say okay. women without saying men. That <laughs> is true. Exactly. Um, who do you think was the first woman? I'm sorry. Who thought of spelling women with a Y? And she was like, problem solved. It was it was Probably Joanne Rowling? Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was Joe. It was her. my Biden. sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, God. But yes, it is the basis of like, you know, it's like men is the unit around which the system of patriarchy is built. So there you go. That's well, pretty So straight. there's one. It, that, it yeah. came from there's Adam's one. rib. For one. Yeah. Came from Adam's rib. Yeah, yeah. Adam, what's the deal with him? Is he gay? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very gay name. It's a very gay Wait, name. But that's, Adam I think because is, it's like reappropriated from like, it's... Adam and Eve, not Adam, Adam and Eve, Steve. not so Adam and I think Steve, not Adam and Steve. And then there was so then also I think was like, okay, Adam. <laughs> there was also that um, hookup site, Adam for Adam. Exactly. Classic. Exactly. Right. But yeah, also the Bible, like mythology, the Bible, all of that is very sort of like fairy tales. And like I could imagine a gay dad having a son and being like, oh, Adam. <laughs> 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 like, with a, like with the snake and the apple. <laughs> yeah. The story is gay. The story is very gay. Yes. The story yeah, is gay. Because Adam was like, no, you can't have this fruit. And, and Eve was kind of like, well, I'm going to show you. Totally. Well, the story of Adam and Eve is very much like the narrative of a Lady Gaga video. Like she created those characters <laughs> and then they're being played by, you know, Sookie Waterhouse. What era um, of Lady Gaga do you think, Rose? Art pop. Yeah, art pop. yeah it's art yeah. pop. Yeah. It's art pop. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the GUI video. Yeah. Like, 100%. Uh, it's in that world. Also straight. Guys are straight. Men as well. Guys. Guy, guy <laughs> guys. is straight. Guy. Wait, let's rank guy, dude, mm. man. Okay, bro. wait. Guy, dude, man, bro. Yeah. From gayest to straightest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. guy, dude, man, bro. Guy, dude, What's gayest? Man, bro. Guy, dude, man, bro. I think I guy think, is the gayest. I agree. I think so, okay. too. I think a lot bro, of, 
Oh, sorry. Uh, well, I think that's why people say like, I think gay guy has really taken off as a phrase mm -hmm. because exactly. it's yeah. like, I'm not saying I'm a gay man. I'm softening it. I'm a gay guy. Totally. <laughs> but and gay I also, dude, I hate. Gay dude is oh, like a sort of, there's oh. a performance of masculinity I, I, there. It's also just, it's, it's like... It, it's just something that we say now. It's kind of, you know, omniculture. Like yes. a lot of like trans and non on a lot of trans and non-binary people are all like, don't say guys, like you guys. Like but and it's like I I say you guys constantly. Like I not that I not that because I do it, anyone can do it, but it's just like mm. this is um this is wasting our time talking about <laughs> Yeah, this. and also guy it is, is how I the feel. girl under you. As yeah, they, uh, <laughs> famously saying. So I say, okay, I think it's, it's literally inclusive. I think <laughs> it's, it's guy. I think it's guy, and then I think it's bro, it's bro. because yeah. Yeah. because like methed out gay guys love calling each other bro, like as 100%. as kink. Um, then I think it's dude, and then I think it's yeah. man. It's the yeah. man. You're absolutely right. Wow. Yeah. You're absolutely right. <laughs> okay, even. Wow. This is something I'm trying to form in my mind because I don't think it makes sense. And I think I'm going to flop as soon as I start saying it. But I trust that everyone in this room will help me and support me as I um, try. We're going to get <laughs> I'm considering it. Okay. Okay. So like a male, <laughs> like the concept of like man getting horny to me is also like very like it's like such a straightforward linear like yeah i see this i like this my dick goes like this i am like i become feral and i like and then it's like straight like back forth back forth back forth then i'm over and i'm asleep there's like something yeah. so like <laughs> it's non-conceptual it's not like it's, there's not like a feeling to it it's very literal it's, it's very literal. like a to b to c yeah, men are literal, women are metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, babe. <laughs> um, I know. I I see. I'm picking up what you're putting down, Sam. Um, <laughs> and you know I what? I wish that more of your people, men, mm. could be that direct about getting mm. horny. Um, but you know what? Not all of them. Not all of them are. Um, not all of them have the balls. So Let's you're say saying hashtag not all men. Hashtag not all men. I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> say that I've said that. So you're so you're coining you're coining the hashtag not all you men. Feel. Correct? So you yes. feel not all men. <laughs> I, I feel that some men don't do that. That's sure. what I would say. Why why do you say that, Rose? Um just, you know, from experience. Yeah. Um, Rose, name one good man. What, Woody Allen? <laughs> Yes, one okay. good man. Um, hmm. 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 This is hard. I, I'm RuPaul. <laughs> no, no, that's gonna have to be the final answer. Yeah, and I also actually, I have a follow up question. Who is who in the world right now is the most man? Hmm. Wow. Hmm. The best man, would you say? The, no, the most. No, man. the most, most man. man. It's different. <laughs> oh, Madonna. <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> bro. That's so good. That's true. That's where she's arrived. Yeah. She's fully living her Lydia Tar, like, she's you know, like... Lydia Tar, like, gender reversal, like, I do whatever the fuck I want. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, well, I can't we're have to just go with that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I would yeah, not Rose, debate that at all. Yeah, I would ask Rose to clarify, but you're, you're, I don't know, you're vigorously, you kind of don't like clarifying things. I also think I asking someone to clarify is like, you know, because <laughs> no, sort Rose, of saying like, I don't believe women. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and as we mentioned, sure. men are literal, women are metaphor, and yeah. Rose is being metaphor. Yeah. Yes. I metaphor. am, um, uh, you know, as Rose in Titanic said, a woman is an mm. ocean of memory. Mm. And you were named mm. after her. Is that her, the quote? Right? I actually don't know. <laughs> I, um, I have no idea. Uh, you kind of were named after her. I was named after her. No, anyway. late, liter- literally, kind of, right? Is Are you allowed to say that, Rose? Am I allowed to say that? Are you, are you like, <laughs> could, am, I, am I allowed to say that? Um, you, no, Rose from Titanic was not inspiration for my name but I'm glad to be you know um, I'm glad to be in the room mm. Mm. to be mm. in a canon of roses yes. Um, yes. I, I you know chose my name because of Fran Leibowitz obviously Ooh. Um, yeah. mm. now that Fran it used to be Fran Drescher but she's like I guess an anti-vaxxer now so we oh because Fran Leibowitz is totally buttoned up and has never said <laughs> anything problematic yeah 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 never 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 yeah 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 oh. I love well. Fran I, I would love to inhabit her at any point, at any time. Fran wow. Leibowitz. Leibowitz. What about you Fran You want to fuck Fran Leibowitz? I want to... F- <laughs> I could see it. Honestly, she would She would have a lot of things that check off my boxes, honestly. Power play yeah. uh, at first. Sec- second of all, I love someone that doesn't care if I live or die. Mm-hmm. Just just someone who is just going to come in, have do their way, yeah, and then what do you think? I feel like she'd be really into humiliating. What do you think her with. sex life is like currently? That's a, <laughs> nasty. In her apartment, her nasty. apartment with her ten thousand books. Um, it's do you? Is it like? A, is it like a barrage of constant criticism? Like, no, I I think yeah. she subscribes to the OnlyFans person who was filming in your apartment. Yeah, yeah. there we go. She yeah. likes the interiors, the books. <laughs> well, because she's totally. critiquing she's getting the books on that the you have on not... your bookshelves while she's getting yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how she wow. gets off, is making fun of your taste in books. Yeah, she's like 14 copies of Tiny Beautiful Things or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> Fran, I'm so glad to meet a fellow Cheryl Strayed's stan. Yeah, I, d- I grew up in a lot of, of, of white culture um, mm. and went to Indiana University where I think I, I started to develop my, my taste for, for Cheryl yeah. Strayed. As listeners of this podcast know, one of my favorite films is the film Wild starring Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> and Laura Dern as her mother for And Laura some Dern reason? as her mother, yes, who loses <laughs> wow. her eyes. Crazy. Wow. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, fuck, I was going to watch that later. <laughs> <laughs> There are some things that don't need to be books, and um, that's that's one of them. It's like you probably love too. Totally. I recently recently rewatched, and I was like, Ryan Murphy like directed this, another yes, man. Ma- <laughs> yeah, talk about most man. He's man, pretty man. TM. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Ryan Murphy is the most man. Actually, yeah, it's a tie between yeah. Ryan Murphy and Madonna. <laughs> Madonna. <laughs> um. Yeah. Sam, I think we have to do our final segment. I gotta I say, I'm looking right. at the time and. Would you believe that we have another recording to get to? Are there any um, final thoughts on men? Um, if you can't beat them, transition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will welcome um, you with open arms. Just, just let us know. We're, we're here I guess for you. 
Yeah, my version of that is um, if you can't beat them, beat them off. Come nice. on. Oh, my nice. God. Oh. Come on. Oh. We're having a little fun. No, that was good. I liked that. <laughs> I saw where you were really going. Good. And I see that the vision. Really good. That was really good. Thank you. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Sam, would you like to introduce our final segment? I or would. I? Okay. So our final segment is called Shoutouts. And in this segment, we um, pay homage to the classic straight to the tradition of the radio shoutout. So we shout out to anything that we enjoy. Um, so imagine it's, you know, 2001, you're at TRL in Times Square shouting out to your squad back home, but about anything that you like. Um, we always come unprepared. That's part of it. Um, and if you can believe it, I'm unprepared. George. I actually just thought of one on the spot. That would be huge. I would love for you to go first. Okay. I'm losing my voice a little bit, so I'm going to have to be really sultry and sort of ASMR in this shout out. And Mm -hmm. I hope everyone's okay with that. And I hope everyone's going to be turned on. Vocal rest. I I need to go on vocal rest. (laughs) Do I have your consent to be turned on by it? (laughs) (laughs) No. And that makes it hot. Just kidding. I (laughs) forget I ever said And we don't have time for that discord. Oh, God. Okay. Um, All right. Hi everyone, this is George, and I want to give a quick shout out to, um, okay, I want to give a shout out to Janet Jackson laughing in song. I have been recently on a Janet Jackson kick, and first of all, a small parenthesis to say, I am so sick of people, even people who support Janet Jackson, sort of defining her based on how much she's been wronged. Yes, we agree she's been wronged, but she also is literally the greatest living pop star. So maybe start there before you start talking about your little media theories. So having said that, I want to say laughing on a track can be so, can feel so forced, can feel so tired, can feel so uh, try hard. I mean, can you even imagine Dua Lipa attempting it? But when Janet does it, it is ethereal, it is beautiful. You realize why she was the most successful pop star of her, gen- well, she would have been the most successful pop star of her generation if it wasn't for a variety of reasons that we're all complicit in. And so 
Shout out to Janet Jackson. She even has a little laugh in Together Again, a song that I didn't I didn't even know that that was a song that she had a laugh in. She laughs at every single song, and it's because she's constantly happy, and she's constantly living it up, and we can all take a pointer from her and try to let go and dance to the music of life. Woo! Woo! Wow, that really fell apart at the end, but I, I stand no, by I the general premise. Thank I, I, I think moved. of her as a laugher on the track, too. Yeah, I love that. I love that she laughs. Yeah. One of my favorite laughs on a track is Joni Mitchell's, like, extremely yeah. fake laugh at the end of Big Yellow Taxi, which, like, constantly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. replays yeah. in my mind. Where she, <laughs> like, yeah. it's very, like, it's so, yeah, it's in our new theme music, actually. But, like, I, oh, wow. yeah, jo- Joni... Joni, I feel like honestly, you know, Joni should have should have learned from Janet, but mm-hmm. but she's. But I was gonna say well, she's no did. longer with us. <laughs> I have tickets. I have tickets to see Joni in June Whoa. that were purchased for me last fall, and my first thought, unfortunately, was, yeah, oh, she knows my name. I know. Oh, that's, well, that's gonna happen. But we'll just- see. I think you're going to make it, honestly. You're going to make it. TBD. Uh, TBD. It. I don't know um, if she'll be able to land that laugh live, but we can only hope. <laughs> okay, I have one. I'm ready now. What is up, everyone around the world, the freaks, the losers, and the perverts? I want to give a huge shout out to being bad on a Sunday. This is a tried and true tradition that lots of people do. I do think of it as generally a straight thing, and I scoff at it all the time. But nothing makes you feel more in control of your life, more can't be tamed than being bad on a Sunday because that Monday is literally tomorrow and you're saying, I don't really care. I could, yeah, I could read my book, I could sip tea and I could like be calm and sort of prepare my mind mentally or I could feel bad, rock it into the week, sort of tumbling and um, picking myself up and just barely making it. And honestly, both ways, the Monday's gonna be bad. So you might as well just have some damn fun on a Sunday. Yes, I know, I don't think you should take pride in it in the way that I am right now because that does lead to very toxic um, sort of frat culture. But I am telling you that don't let them own it. You can have it too. Um, be bad on a Sunday. It's your right. Can't be tamed. XOXO, Sam. Woo! I love that. I was um, very bad on a Sunday, for sure. Um, I am going to let our two guests decide among themselves who's going to go first. I have something. Okay. Oh, um, save the best for last. Uh, that's right. <laughs> I agree out. with that. I agree with that. Um, uh, the, I immediately thought to shout out um, the 2015 series now streamable on Hulu, I Am Kate. This is um, Kate Jenner's reality TV program that she released um, when she came out. And um, I kind of, you know, wrote it off a little bit. I, I, I thought, you know, this is, this is a TV show about a, a crazy lunatic and they put, you know, 10 other like kind of like intellectual PhD dolls on a bus with her and made them duke it out. And I, I, I thought it was going to be very stupid. And um, it was extremely rewarding, an extremely rewarding watch. I didn't watch it all the way through, but my friend and I, who is kind of in the same gender category as me, did press play on episode one and lit a joint. And four episodes later, we were like, what's happening? Like, I, w- and then I, and the worst part, I went home and I watched three more episodes. Like wow. that, and I, I, I was shook, like, by how far, by how much I pulled away from this primarily an amazing, amazing scene where Caitlyn Jenner is hitting golf balls, complaining about her new boobs, and, and hitting golf balls straight into a, a forest. <laughs> <laughs> 
like literally like just knocking them out into wow. an open forest. Like this is like a pastime that is probably one of her favorites. Um, well, and I, 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 the, I, the series, I, I love. I, yeah. I, I'm gonna, I will be returning to it. I'm gonna keep watching. Wow. Woo! I like that you now feel like familiar enough with her that you're exclusively calling her Kate. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, really? she... that show. There was a moment after she came out before she was like, mm, I'm still a republic. Never mind, I'm still a republic. Or not, never mind about coming out, but like, never mind about like me being on the cover of Vanity Fair. Like, I'm now going to just go back to being a Republican. But there was yeah. a moment where you were like, maybe she will be the most important, like, trans person in the world. Yeah. I think that is was the not? moment that ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, is well, she not? What's kind I of. Guess. Something that was kind of crazy about watching it was just, like, how I, I was just. You know how like certain impressions are like so omnipotent that like all you can see is like them. Yes. I of course was thinking like everything she said. I was like Macy. Like Macy, Macy. said like Macy yeah. didn't Macy Rodman didn't have to script a damn thing. Doesn't literally <laughs> all lifted straight up from actual things that she says in her mouth. It's like, you know, Oh, it was it was wild. It's like when I watch La Veneno, it's like I'm not thinking of La Veneno. I'm thinking of like their version of La Veneno or like mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what Mae West looks or sounds like, but I'm just like Alaska, Alaska yeah. Thunderfuck. Like you know yeah. what? I mean? Yeah. But it was it was it was great. I, I would I watch a shot for shot remake of I Am Kate starring Macy Rodman in all the roles. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, that I would needs love to, to exist. <laughs> I actually need that now. I need Macy to play not just Caitlyn, but all the. Uh, as you so eloquently referred to them, PhD dolls in the, yes. on the bus. It was crazy. I mean, the thing, I didn't watch it in real time. And so in my head, I was like, they really like tricked all these girls into like yeah. being on a bus or whatever. But they were all a part of this moment, just as you said, where like Kate's going to mm -hmm. be the most important trans person in the world. So I have yeah. to be there. Isn't it like Jennifer Boylan? Um, it's Jenny Vinnie Boylan, Kate Bornstein, uh, oh Jen God. Rich, Jen Richards, Candace <laughs> Kane. Um, uh, oh, Zachary Drucker. So um, yeah. And, but the thing is they were, I mean, the thing is they all held their own in every conversation, yeah. like held her accountable. I was like shook that it's like produced by Kardashian people. I was like, how, why did they leave all this in? It was like actual, <laughs> yeah. like trans, like 3.0 conversations that were like genuinely useful that like Kate wasn't even a part of. And I was like, what, how, what am I, how, like, how did this get here? Um, well, but it was, it was, it was great. Wow. There you go. Well, Rose, whenever you are ready. Okay. Hi, this is Rose from Boca Raton, Florida, and I'm skipping rehearsal to be here, and I want to <laughs> shout out Real Milk. And, you know, I don't want to be positive about something by being negative about another thing, but um, fake milk is disgusting. And this weekend, I was making myself a coffee, and I was pouring almond milk into it, and I was like, why is this milk gray? And then I remember that it's, like, made from almonds, so, like, it's disgusting. And, like, I know real milk is bad, but, like, is it? It's, like, kind of good. It, like, tastes really good. And, like, I don't know what all this estrogen has done to my body, and I'm sure my bones are, like, really brittle. So I know that, like, the thing about milk being good for your bones is, like, a lie that was made up by, the, like, big milk or whatever. But, like, it's also probably kind of true. Um, and so, like, I'm experimenting. I bought some whole milk. I also bought some 1%. I'm gonna go buy some 2% later and just, like, figure out what my vibe is. And, like, you know what? It's making me kind of mucusy, and that's not great because I, like, do have a podcast. But I think it's gonna be fine. It's gonna add some character to my voice. And, yeah, I just, like... I I love milk. I love milk. Milk <laughs> is Woo! great. Woo! 
<laughs> wow. wow. That was like a masterclass in dialectical argumentation. You would say one thing, then immediately contradict yourself and then find like a midway point. <laughs> yeah. You were like, I need milk because of my bones. I know that's been debunked, but also maybe it hasn't. <laughs> well, that was my first <laughs> time ever hearing that it's been debunked. Yeah. I had no yeah. idea. I mean, we need to be, you know, putting more money into the pockets of Big Milk. That's I, what we're yes. doing. I mean, Whatever we, it's not about milk ads. That's what I was going to say. Like back in the 90s when we were all behind Big Milk and all of a sudden, where is the support for Big Milk? Where is the allyship for Big Milk? Yeah. We do I not mean, see, you know, we don't see the queer tea, you know, no. article like infographic of Melissa mm -hmm. McCarthy no. talking about milk. After, after years, drag queens and after, stuff. After years of laser hair removal, the only mustache I want is a milk mustache. <laughs> Period. Period. Say that, Diva. <laughs> and with that, wow! Thank you so thank much you for doing the podcast. So much for doing the podcast. <laughs> that was a true um, delight. This was an absolute delight. I am on cloud nine. Me too. This was so fun, yeah, uh, especially so in the. Four p.m. is like the slump of my day, and this just brought me all the way back up. I'm oh, so glad. So glad. Well. Ciao. <laughs>